Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hoppel. And I'm Cameron Hewitt. <laughs> uh, we are on top of it kind of today, We everybody. are goofballs. What's, what's going on? Cameron, off the bat, what episode do you think this is for season three? Five. I think you're right. I think I am right. I actually, I actually don't know the answer. I was just... I'm I just sure. want to know what you thought. I, in in your opinion, what are we at? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, season three, and uh, it is episode five technically, but in reality, it's going to be three because we have an unreleased episode for you guys, and if you don't count the one I did by myself, we've only done two. That's right. Because we got that secret episode, everybody. Ah, didn't see that one coming. Did you, Austin? No, you didn't. <laughs> We've got a, an episode that we pre-recorded um, last... Actually, was it two weeks ago? I don't know. It was last week or two weeks ago, and we have not released it yet because I got to do some editing on it, um, which actually we don't really edit the podcast at all. I just got to toss it all together because we use a different software program because I was in Florida at the time. And for some reason, you didn't decide to bring your whole PC and three monitors and obnoxious. I didn't bring the studio. You did, you did not bring the studio. I have a pretty good studio. Have I shown you my yeah, studio? Yeah, you do. It's a laptop. No, you haven't. And so, yeah, it's pretty good, dude. It is a regular table. It is a uh, seven-year-old MacBook Pro, uh, a black Axon Sledge water bottle, Um. And then four plants. You know what, Cam? I like it. So it's pretty good, dude. Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Andrew Hoppel. What we do here really quickly, if you have not been a part of the podcast ever, uh, or if it's been a little while, we're a fitness-based podcast. Really, uh, most of our topics that Cam and I focus on and talk about have a fitness principle or two that we're trying to reiterate through our stories and our, our activities and kind of uh, what we've been what we've been going on in our lives so we kind of tie it in there cam what was uh really off the bat i want to ask what <laughs> how has the uh the the 30-day push-up challenge been for you it's been it's been going pretty well i will admit to you guys wholeheartedly that i woke up one morning and completely realized that i had missed the day before uh it was easter weekend <gasps> And I was hanging out, I was staying at Abby and her family's house. And it, man, well, first off, let's just talk about that Easter weekend for a second. Oh my goodness. I have never eaten so much while not being hungry at all. We had these things called ham balls, which I don't know if you've ever had, but dude, I had like probably legitimately 15 to 20 of them. And uh, for those of you who don't know, actually, I don't know if you know this, Andrew, I'm my challenge for this month for myself is to fast 12 days in April, 12, 24 hour periods. And let me tell you something, dude, I would encourage uh, you and maybe some of our listeners to just experiment with some of it because you're not, you might not be able to do as high intense workouts as you normally do with free weights or whatever. Um, so I found that if I'm overeating a little bit, whether it's just cause I'm bored or I'm just around the house and whatever, um, fasting for a 24 hour period feels like a really good 
kind of reset and reminder. I'm like, okay, I don't need to always be eating. I'm good. But that's beside the point. The uh, the push-up thing, going back to it real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's um, it's going well. The only thing I'm wondering is, because uh, it's a bit of an experiment, is to see how much, if at all, it will help. Because some some days, even if I have to do 220 push-ups, I'm like, man, that's like, not, it, it's hard, but my chest isn't like fried after you do like a whole chest day at the gym, you know, like where you can't even put your elbows together and the next day um, you can just tell you've kind of smoked your chest a bit. There's none of yeah, that. Really. I don't know. I don't know if I can ever <laughs> put my elbows together. That's just because your lack of mobility is <laughs> <laughs> It's just because you, you have shit mobility. It's <laughs> because your shoulders are messed up, just like your knee. <laughs> Can you do that really easily? Try, dude, try harder. Are you trying? <laughs> You're no, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty tough. I don't know. All right, everybody who's listening to this right now, I don't care what you're doing. Try it. Unless, <laughs> unless it's dangerous. Even if you're driving... Dude, drive with your knee. Come on. Hey, there you go. I can feel that. I can feel that tightness in my upper back when I'm doing that. That's interesting. Are you? I've serious? never. I've never. Yeah, I've never tried Andrew, that mobility movement. That's 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 probably not good. <laughs> I probably have a little bit of tightness. That's not good at all. What? Uh, how's your? How's your Easter week? You know, Easter's kind of like Thanksgiving in the way where, or any holiday, where you kind of go off the rails a little bit, but it's also kind of planned in a way. What was it? What was it like for you? I, just as far as diet and movement. Well, Cameron and audience, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I just went over to uh, have dinner with Christine and her mom and her sister. So, uh, really, that's all we were up to. Didn't really do anything crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, I I did the whole church thing online and did a little reading, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else are you going to do during you know COVID? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys like eat eat a bunch or anything, or was it a pretty chill? We had oh, what did we have? We had takeout from a restaurant that's uh, local called Region in Barrington, so it's pretty good. I had uh, oh, what type of fish did I have? I forget what type of fish I had. It was a white fish. It was really really good, and I had never had it before. Hmm. But I remember it tasted similar to trout to me. Okay. But it was fantastic. And then we had a bunch of other stuff too. And her mom gave us tons of food to take home. So absolutely have way too much food in the fridge right now. (laughs) White freezer. White fish sounds a lot lighter than ham balls. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, man. You had ham balls? Dude, they were amazing. What are are ham balls? All right. So we took these smoked pork chops. And we just put them through a meat grinder and you just turn them into balls. You put this like glaze stuff on them. So they almost get like caramelized when you bake them. And then we had this like mustard sauce with it, really good mashed potatoes. And it was game over for Cam. I I went into that meal not hungry. And I left that meal with the highest amount of self-hatred and lack of (laughs) self-discipline. And we had, have you ever had lamb cake? I mean, uh, you mean cake shaped like a lamb? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a Hopple family staple. Oh, heck yeah. First time I've ever had it. That was pretty good. Didn't Did you cut the head off? 
we uh we gave the head to one of like Abby's cousins and her and her husband, I think, or something like that. But we well, all, when we were when we were kids, we would just be shitheads. We would get, we would cut the head off every time. Oh my! Like ceremoniously. That was, that was, just, the, that was the first slice that you, oh, you got. Man. I mean, what you know what what I uh, was thinking we should do? You make the lamb cake, but before you bake it, fill it with those meat uh, liquor. No, fill it with licorice and like raspberry jam. And then Stop. bake it, and when you cut it in half, it like bleeds and all that stuff. That'd be kind of fun. It was fun, be. fun project for the kids during COVID. Everybody, it's check scare, it out. Scare the crap out of them. But I'm just saying, like you know, I think bringing it back to more of like a, a useful uh, topic. <laughs> back to you. Uh, <laughs> hey, we like to have fun here. We also haven't had one of these ketchup episodes in a while. Very so true. It's, it's fun but to th- do. this ties to what we were just talking about. But it's also helpful. It's something that that I'm trying to focus on because I think it just for, um, I guess my mental state has helped me a little bit during this time. You're not, at least physically, you're, you're probably not going to make the best gains and progress that you would normally. There's just certain factors that are holding you back that are out of your control. Um, so that's why I think maybe focusing more on, diet or maybe mobility for you and your upper back (laughs) um things like that might be good or even taking exercise back to the mental side so me and abby we've gone for a ton of walks and those have just been nice just to stay active is it high intense no it's pretty easy but you know we'll go for a little three mile walk around the neighborhood and just have a great conversation and what that's doing for us mentally and physically it's fantastic and then just try to not go bananas with your diet i know that you know have you seen the memes of um you guys might call it overeating and overspending but i call it stimulating the economy and supporting local business for like eating carry out and stuff like that <laughs> like, don't don't use this time also as an excuse right i mean yeah. Yeah, you you might not make a lot of progress, but that doesn't mean every day you have to go off the rails. Even if it's like doing yeah. some chill yoga, do something to be active, you know? Um uh-huh. So yeah, I guess what is there certain things that you and the the Steiner have been doing to kind of stay I even just mentally sane because if people are meant to move, right? I mean, if you're cooped up, oh man, how are you not going to get depressed, you know, if you're just sitting there? Yeah, that's for sure. Um well, yeah, I mean, we've been in Florida. We were in Florida for two weeks, just about. Um, so while we were down there, we were doing cardio like almost every single day. How, how was we the were, weather? Was it? Oh, it was so nice. It was, you see how tan I am? You, I was going to say you look a lot less white. <laughs> a lot less white? I know that's what Christine would say too. I pointed <laughs> out to her the other day. I was like, hey, I was like, flip. Actually, that was today. I flipped, uh, flipped her arm around. I said, hey, look, I look darker than the bottom side of your arm. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, that's progress though, man. I know. I know. Oh, I told her too. She was like, you know what, Tan? I was like, no, it just takes me like a month to, to get a little bit. Cause I gotta get, I gotta layer it, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. not somebody who can just get super tan in a week. No, that's how Abby is too, dude. She's such an ass. She will like be outside. <laughs> for, I'm just kidding. She's great. She'll be outside. <laughs> she's one of those people. She's out for a couple days in okay weather and all of a sudden, her hair is like platinum blonde, and she's super tan. I know Christine's super tan too. It's like so. You guys were in Florida doing cardio. What 
what kind of cardio were you guys doing? Um, we were doing we we kind of did a five k thing every now and then, but we would do a, a lot of two milers was kind of our, our standard thing, and uh, it was it was good to just get into it, get consistent with it. I definitely feel like it's been easier for me to run outside over this period of time. I mean, it's been about a month since Orange Theory closed their doors. Really? So it's been a yeah. It's oh. I'm pretty sure it was the 16th or the 17th. Wow. So it was probably about a month ago exactly almost that I coached my last class. Oh my goodness. I've been off the mic besides this mic for a little while now, but, and it definitely not, I haven't been running on any treadmills. So doing cardio outside was a little bit harder for myself to adapt to it. I'm sure you guys who are orange theory heads out there <laughs> adapting to running outside, you can, you can feel it in, in your feet, you can feel it in your calves, your knees, all that good stuff, because your, your body just isn't conditioned for that at this point. But after consistently doing it for a few weeks, I can feel a total difference for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did uh, some cardio earlier today. We actually, shout out to Peloton. We did the Peloton uh, workout app because they're doing some promotion. Not sponsored, by the way. Just a pure Obviously. good of hearts. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone was wondering if, if Peloton, one of the biggest at-home workout businesses was interested in besides, besides protocol 10 but <laughs> <laughs> well, way to clear it up way to clear it up okay we, so we're what was that workout we're, com we're competitive with peloton over at protocol 10 but we're technically <laughs> um so what what did the uh peloton workout look like it was cool it was just uh, a standard so they apparently they have outdoor uh, runs that we could actually have selected, but we didn't realize oh. that until after we were done. So we did one of their standard treadmill um, workouts. And so they had cues for people on the treadmill. They were going to go up on incline. They're going to go up a few points on the pace. Um, and then they also, the coach, which was, it's, it was so weird. It sounded like I was at Orange Theory. She kept saying push. And then, you know, she kept saying like jog and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, she didn't say base pace because I'm pretty sure they would probably would that's have probably, attacked her for that. That's probably trademarked, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, it sounded a lot like Orange Theory. It reminded me of it. And she even like referenced the coach was pretty good. Um, she referenced, hey, if you're if you're doing this one outside, here's what I want you to do and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it was fun. It was a good reminisce of what life used to be like. Yeah. So it, it was a cardio interval workout right yeah it was it was purely just cardio i mean we didn't do any weights so i've just okay. been doing a little runneroo yeah that's good man that's good i've uh i, I told, I told christine that i'm gonna disintegrate oh yeah you're gonna like lose all your muscle i'm gonna i'm gonna melt away make those pecs smaller maybe you can touch your elbows a little bit easier <laughs> Wait, what were you gonna say i was just gonna say i i haven't been doing much running um i don't really know why but i got these bands by undersun um they're made by a guy named james grange who is known as like the muscle geek on youtube and he's got this i didn't get the app because it costs money and i don't want to pay for it um but it's like full body workouts with bands so he his thought process towards resistance bands is kind of interesting and it's mainly the reason why I got them. So he had a lot, he did a lot of bodybuilding with free weights and the typical gambit that, that we know about. Um, and he kept getting banged up. 
which I think a lot of bodybuilders probably do. So he started using exclusively resistance bands. And he used to always have pain doing an overhead press, but he would just pop Advil, whatever, and get through it. After a while of using resistance bands, his shoulder pain completely went away. Uh, I mean, who knows why, right? There could be a bunch of reasons. Um, but even if you look at him, it's like, dude, he hasn't lost much size compared to like four years ago um, when he was doing free weights and stuff like that. And any movement, this is what he's saying, any movement you can do with free weights, you can do with resistance bands. So just doing a bunch of um, essentially YouTube videos of, you know, how would you do a full chest day, leg day, stuff like that. Man, I'll tell you what, it is a way different stimulus. Because think about this. Yeah. Let's say you're doing um, upright rows, right? You can, if, if you're starting to do some cheater reps to get a few more in, which maybe you shouldn't do, but whatever, like, I don't know, I do them sometimes, as long as you're in control, you kind of swing them up and then they kind of drop back down. With resistance bands, if you just let it whip your arm down, like you're going to hurt yourself because it's actively pulling you down. It's not just gravity. So you have to kind of control it on the way down. Otherwise, you're going to yank your arm or whatever. So it's just out. It's a weird, weird feeling. Um, but I'm, I'm loving it. The only thing is it chews up my hands like crazy, like right in there between your thumb and your um, first finger there. Man, it just like rubs it the wrong way but you're raw dogged um dude <laughs> gross uh oh boy <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i guess i am your hand is is what i'm trying yeah, to I've been, say i've been i've been messing around with with those quite a bit um i'll tell you what man it's it's very interesting to to realize how your environment affects you because when you step into orange theory or your gym there's kind of a switch that goes off that's like it is now time to work out. But if you try working out in your living room, you don't get that same switch because you're like, well, this is where I watch For TV. Sure. This is where I relax, yada, yada, yada. So, we've, we've talked about that previously. Um, have we? Yeah, for sure. We talked about because back when – um. oh, man, I used to listen to this really good podcast. Uh, these two guys would do it regularly every single week. Uh, really popular over <laughs> – over last summer pretty no, good scared. looking too right like <laughs> i think they used to be i don't know about now yeah <laughs> anyways no we we talked we definitely talked about that that was one of our main themes from last summer that we talked about uh about kind of how your environment affects what how your brain works and, and um i mean for example when i'm trying to go to work uh, on a computer i know i have to go get stuff done i try to put pants on I try to put like a, a real a real shirt. Like I don't want to show up oh, to like you kind of dress up almost. Yeah, I don't want to. No I don't want to. If I, if I have to do homework, if I have to do some type of work with the business, like I was filing out these papers here, I knew I was going to do that. So I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Like if I was wearing my my, and especially for right now, um, during this stay at home crisis thing, if I was to come over here wearing you know my comfy sweats and like a hoodie and and you know, like there's nothing wrong with that, but I just right. know the mentality that I have is to relax and to not be as mm -hmm. productive. Like totally. I went for a run and I threw these jeans on and I was like, man, it's time to clean the house. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it wakes you up, dude. Like something, uh, something I used to do in like high school and junior high. So I, I think everyone is a little intimidated of public speaking the first 
few times you do it, especially when you're in junior high and high school and you're not confident and blah, blah, blah. I would, every time I had to give a speech at school, I would wear what I would call confident clothes. They would be the clothes that I'm like, dude, when I wear that shirt and those pants and these Nike high tops, because I'm a huge douchebag, I'd be like, <laughs> I feel so confident that even if this speech goes horribly, I'm like, dude. I remember those. I'm feeling so good. I had the orange ones. And the, yeah, you did. And the yeah, white you did. One. Oh my God, dude. It was, it was rough. But so I'm debating. Um, so I need to get a set of those. I, I just moved into uh, into mine and Abby's house, and how's the house? Is it fantastic? Is it amazing, dude? Oh my! You basically rebuilt that house from the inside goodness. out. Goodness, kinda, a uh, little bit. <laughs> There's a lot more work than we thought we had to do, but it was a crazy two months. Um, but I'm I'm thinking I'm like, man, where should I work out? I think I'm just going to work out in the basement. Like every morning, wake up. Read, have a cup of coffee because I love doing that first thing, and then just go into the basement because I know that if I try to do it in the living room, I'm gonna want to like put on the TV and watch like Netflix or something while I work out because whatever. But in the basement, what are my distractions? The furnace? Like no, there's there's nothing there, right? So if you guys are able to like. Uh, for example, the Fulmers at Orange Street. What's my uh, distraction? The devil? The devil, <laughs> yeah, right. Back on. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where it's like, uh, it's like the devil whispered in my ear, like, you can't do this. And I whispered back, six feet away, motherfucker. Don't contaminate me. Um, oh, no, we broke it. Now we're an explicit... We're an explicit uh, podcast what, now, everybody. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> if you don't want to listen, join the club. Uh, we can't, we can't throw a family-friendly sticker on our book club anymore. We never have. Uh, so if you have like, a, if you have like a house, or even just an apartment with like another room, why not designate that as your workout room? I think that's a great strategy. I think you and I have talked a lot about, I guess you could say like discipline or mental toughness, but. You also want to do things to set yourself up so you, this is going to sound weird, but so that you need less discipline. Okay, so if you set yourself up for the next day by, you know, making sure the sink is clean, maybe you pick out your outfit for the next day and you just have everything ready, like meal prep, all that stuff, it's going to make your life easier and you won't need as much in the moment discipline, Mm -hmm. right? So there's that balance, I think. And I think setting up an environment where you're just going to work out or maybe you're just going to do work is, is great. Because think about the level of discipline you would need to do your online programming for your clients while um, you know, you're watching TV. You're, you're just, why would you do that to yourself? That makes no sense. You're like testing mm-hmm. your own will and discipline when you just don't need to. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, we can see that in so many different ways. I mean, all the way down to, you know, why are the, the lights in school so bright? Because if they're, if you use yellow light versus white light, the kids are going to fall asleep in class yeah. more likely. Right. Yeah. I know it's, the, it's the same thing. I know. Really? I hated it when, what? What? <laughs> have you been thinking about that for a while? <laughs> no, that's just, that's common knowledge. Come on, dude. It doesn't go re- Obviously not that go, go read a book, Cam. Go read a book. Dude, I'm reading two books right now. Back off. You really? Right now? Yeah, don't even worry about it. That's kind of rude. That's rude to me right, and right it's also now, rude yeah. to the listeners. 
mid sentence. I'm. I just finished a book while <laughs> while we've been doing this conversation. Yeah, it's on how to be a good listener. <laughs> I actually, I did finish a book um, while we were on or in Florida. I almost said on vacation. It was basically vacation while we were in Florida. Um, Christine probably could have finished like four books in the time that I read one. But did but she? It was. She only brought one, but her book was thicker than mine. It was bigger, but my book was actually written. It was called Cabbages and Kings, and it was written by Marvin Hopple. Who's that? He is a distant relative of mine um, who I think the, the technical relation is that we have the same great, great, great grandparent. Or my great 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 grandparent is his grandfather because he's eighty three. Okay. But so anyways, what what are the cabbages and kings? What uh, it's that? I forget I forget what the title actually references. I think it's um, a piece of poetry. But essentially, what um, he kind of just went through his life and his views and his opinions on things and talked about history and how he interacted with history. It was, it was really cool. Hmm. But he was he was a a German Lutheran guy born and raised in Iowa because that's where, that's where most of my relatives are from. And uh, he was actually, his mom died during childbirth of his younger brother. Mm. So his mom passed away when he was like three and his dad had, I think it was like 12 kids or something like that. So he had to give away, yeah, he had to give away like almost half the kids because they were too young and he couldn't support them. Um, So he was actually, he lived in a home and he grew up uh, with really in an orphanage and then also with a family for a little while and with some relatives, but he had a really interesting raising situation. And then he just went through life, kind of talked about, he became, I think it was construction early on. And then he got a degree and he got a second uh, or he got a master's and eventually, you know, he got his doctorate through education, became a teacher. um, And then he also, eventually divorced his first wife when he was like in his late forties or early fifties. Mm-hmm. It's just, this was such a wild story to me. He got a divorce from his wife and they had three, uh, three kids together. He then, which was, this was like a huge major flip. He moves from Wisconsin cause he was, he lived in Racine, Wisconsin and he was uh, in a teacher. He was in politics over there. He went to Northwestern in Chicago for a little while but he moves from Racine all the way down to Nicaragua. <laughs> he helps uh, found this American university down there and works over there. And he works at American high school down there and then mm. kind of does another thing. Um, but he just has this crazy career. He marries another woman, has another family. So he has two kids that are way younger than his older kids with yeah. a, a second woman. But and he's been living down there for thirty something years. So he literally had like two separate lives put together inside of his eighty three or eighty four years. Dude, that that is nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay. It was like at fifty something, or I think it was like almost fifty years old. He basically just hit a reset button, left, and like started something completely. Okay. New. Let me let me tell you why that's super encouraging to me, because ever okay. So when I was in Illinois, I really felt like I had a lot of ducks in a row. Like my, I finally was at a place where I wasn't even looking for jobs. And that to me was a really big deal because I struggled with that for a very long time. Um, 
And it was two jobs that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the people that I worked with. Um, and everything was just going really well, except for being long distance, of course. And then moving to Michigan, it, it has kind of felt a little bit like a reset button in that part of my life. And now I'm like, man, like what in the world, like what is my next step uh, career-wise? Because to me, I, I have a very hard time accepting doing a job that I don't care about because it's going to be at least eight hours a day, five days a week. It's going to be like a third of your good years. Why would you do something you don't even find interesting, right? Um, so I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, man, what do I, what is my next step? So hearing stuff like that is really encouraging. That's like the next step isn't going to be the final step necessarily, right? Like you don't need to know exactly what you want to do for your whole career right now. You might end up being like Marvin, do something for 20, 30 years. And then at age 50, you're like, you know what? I kind of want to make this pivot to Nicaragua or whatever, right? Like, I don't know. That just gives me some peace of mind knowing that I don't need to have my entire life planned out. And he did something, I would say, based on what you just told me, the coolest thing he did in his life wasn't until the second half when he built, when he was a part of building that school. Like, he didn't even have his youth going for him, which you and I have going for us right now. So that's just exciting, man. It's he was kinda... he was double our age right now when he hit the reset button, yeah. left the United States, and started a whole new life. That is awesome. Isn't that insane? So we we essentially can just play around with the next twenty five years. And, <laughs> and if no, I'm being kind of serious though, like. Uh, okay, so Gary V said this one. All right, Gary V. Yeah, I was just gonna say, okay, Wait, Gary V. Shut up. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Gary V. Really annoys me, and I unfollow yeah. him. But he, <laughs> one thing he said that really helped me out. He was talking to a kid who was, uh, I think, 23, and at the time I was 23, and he's like, he's like, hey, so um, he's like, how old are you? The kid's like, I'm 23. It's like, dude, in 10 years, you're still super young. Like you're only 33. That's wicked young. So I'm like, okay, I'm 25 now. In 10 years, I'm 35. I'd still be five years away from 40, which is like so much time. Why am I, why am I rushing to figure out all these things? I'm probably going to look back in 10 years and be like, wow, 25-year-old Cam was a complete lunatic and had no idea like how to think. Like I'm probably going to think I was a big idiot right now. <laughs> Just I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Your brain isn't even fully developed until you're 25, and I've always been a late bloomer, so I probably haven't. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to. I would have to second on that. I think I'm my, still trying to grow my wisdom teeth. <laughs> my stupid inferior brain probably won't even be done until I'm 28. So it's all good, man. Give or take a few years or months. <laughs> years or months. Um, but no, that's that's cool, man. Like, is, is there nothing more sad, Andrew, than someone who is just completely complacent in their job and relationships and health and, I guess, just learning experience? Like, there's nothing more tragic to me than someone who's essentially just said, I have it all figured out. I'm going to coast for the next 
30 years to my grave. That I think that's an incredible lesson from your 30 time removed great uncle's brother's aunt. Yeah, I think he he would have to be a great uncle, I think. Some type of great uncle. Something. I don't know. That's Twice a removed. really cool that's a really cool story though. Yeah, I was going to send him an email to kind of reconnect with him and and you know, thank him for the book cuz it was really insightful for me. It was an awesome experience. Yeah, do you do you talk to him? How would you get the book? How do you even My dad found it, it on uh, Amazon. So, <laughs> I don't know how he found it, but he did and he said, "Hey, this is a relative of ours." So he ordered a book and I said, wow, that it's really cool. So I ordered one as well. And yeah, I just finished a book called, uh, the man and his band by, uh, <laughs> just kidding by Andrew James Edward Hopple. I don't know if you guys know this, but, uh, Andrew wrote a book essentially about me and our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, hold on. I can't, re- I can't recall that. Was it about you? No, I? no, I'm just saying <laughs> I think it's, um, I read a little bit of it because I saw it at your house. It's actually pretty cool. It's just like um, a bunch of journal entries of Andrews and some poems and it. pictures. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting. And you, you wrote it like, what, three, four years ago? Something like that. He's looking for it right now. I have it here somewhere. I literally just had it the other day. But yeah, there, there's that one picture of you, me, and Sam with – big brown bags over our head and that's right that's right yeah soon. what it uh, what year was that it was um 20 junior year so that would have been 26 2016 or 2015 2015 2016 is when i wrote it yeah it was over the fall and winter i believe because i came to visit you in chicago i think in october or something yeah, like that some, yeah oh valentine's day that's right i did it twice so i visit i visited you guys in november and then also in february yeah yeah. Well, that's, that's a really cool lesson from Marvin though. That's, that's cool. It was, it was awesome. I, I like that I just, a lot. It was really cool. It's really cool to see a distant relative being an author with the same last name. I mean, cause my last name is kind of unique. It's not at least around these areas. Like you don't hear, you know, wow. a hopple. Yeah. Not so you're the only hopple I know or only hopple family. I know at least. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to, to see that. And so it definitely inspired me to read it, but he had a lot of different viewpoints than I do, but it was cool to kind of, cause he talked about not just his life, but his experiences and his perspective as to what was going on. Um, and also how it affected him in his life throughout history and what was happening in the country. He was very involved in local politics mm-hmm. and he, uh, he ran for office a few times on different tickets, um, on the Democrat ticket. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, he was yeah. he was very involved in Racine, Wisconsin's politics, I believe. Hmm. So if you if you look up Marv Marvin Hoppel, you should be able to find him. <laughs> you know, I think another thing that's really he was also an activist during like the uh, more racist period of time. Yeah, like the civil um, rights movement. Yeah, during the during the sixties when they were really trying to fight, especially in this area, there was a lot going on mm-hmm. in Chicago and in um, southern Wisconsin. So yeah. he was a uh, he was very involved, I guess, in the activist movement when he was still a pretty relatively young man. He was in his late thirties, forties. Yeah, that's cool. That makes me think of uh, another thing, and then we can maybe move on to Scott. Um, but he so think about all those incredible things he did. And first off, most people have no idea who he is. 
like most people probably know who like Beyonce is, right? Uh, or all these celebrities, whatnot, who are just known for doing really one thing, probably singing or comedy, whatever. But you think about all the cool things and experiences Marvin had in my in my view, and I would actually I would totally read the book. Maybe I'll get it on Amazon. Um, those experiences, Marvin, I'm sure right now is thinking, man, I've like lived a life and I've had a ton of experiences and, and learning moments and all that good stuff. And, you know, you don't see him being Instagram famous or on Twitter or getting all these likes and attentions. He's not selling, um, eBooks, anything like that. Um, but I'm sure at his core, when he looks at himself in the mirror, I bet he has a lot of good rapport with himself of just the difficulties um, he's. I'm, I would imagine moving to Nicaragua to start school is not easy to do. Yeah, he didn't and, even speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> dude, I bet he feels so confident and fulfilled in what he's done, and none of it has come from social media. Um, it's not like his book is, you know, on the Oprah show or anything like that. So, the topic I want to kind of bring up is. Having self-confidence by doing things that you think are worthwhile. Like this is something I think I'm actually struggling with right now because in in college, I would do a ton of things without telling anyone. And it would be really challenging and make me very uncomfortable. And I felt so confident and secure in who I am. And I totally loved my life um, because I had that, that kind of rapport with myself. And recently, just being on like social media more, it's like, I feel like some of that's getting taken away. Like, oh, I have to share everything on Instagram or social media, whatever, for it to matter. Um, but I recently was, was reading a book. It said the private victories far outweigh the public ones. And when I, when I heard that, I was like, holy crap. That just rings so true to me. Um, cause even, you know, back when I was in Illinois, thinking of the things that I would do and not tell anyone, those were the things that would give me the most confidence in myself. The things I would post about it, they just did not do the same thing for me at all. So it's kind of find that, really, that, that balance, right? Like what do you share? What do you not share on social media? That's a really good note. Yeah. Like if you, if the best way that you can truly become successful and being physically fit, quote unquote, and, you know, happy with your fitness level and, and your, your health is you have to want to do it for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it helps to do it for somebody you love too, maybe friends or family or um, kids, but you have to be, you have to want to do it for yourself to be happy with your skin and happy with, you know, the way you look and feel and how you live. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if you're not self-motivated for that, it's going to be very hard to be consistent over time. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's just another thing, man. Like when I think of people I've looked up to, they have reached a certain level of fame, but it's one of those weird things where like, if you chase the fame, you might not get it and you won't necessarily be a phenomenal person. But if you chase after being a phenomenal person, you might end up getting some sort of fame, which is a great byproduct, and bring it back to fitness. It's one of those things where I remember Sal DiStefano said this on Mind Pump. He said, if you chase after 
being healthy and mobile, you will probably end up looking pretty good. But if you prioritize looking good so much, you might be willing to do certain things that will make you unhealthy. So why not why not get both? It might take a little bit longer, but it's it's going to be a better end result. And so I listened to that podcast the other day. That was a good one. Yeah, I love it. I love those little pieces of advice that just they hit you so deeply that you're like, oh my God, that's so true. And then it makes you act a little bit different. I, I love that stuff. We should, do a whole, we should do a whole episode on quotes we love. I have a bunch of quotes written down that I just love. We should do that. We should do that one day. That sounds good. We'll see. Speaking of... Uh, coming episodes. What we got coming up, Cam? Dude, we have our boy Scott Shiro, who will be our first and only, just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guest on the podcast. So Never again. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so yeah, Scott's one of Andrew's online clients. I think he was the first one, no? Yeah, Scott was one of the very first few. He's a good buddy of ours. Um, we grew up with him, and he's made some insane progress over the last seven, eight months now. Yeah. Uh, to to a T, the absolute of what you'd want to see for consistent training. Yeah, and right? I mean, so we don't we don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, it's 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 we're really excited for it. We asked Scott if he'd be down to to do an interview podcast with us, you know, because we've never done one of these before. So, mm-hmm. I mean, besides Cam and I interviewing each other. <laughs> yeah, because we're completely full of ourselves. And, and ourselves. <laughs> yeah. so, but so one, here's the reason I'm excited we're going to have Scott on is because he is quite possibly going to be the most uh, relatable story for most of you guys listening. Where once you kind of hear... Uh, where he was in high school and maybe college to what happened um, after college and getting married and, and, you know, that whole thing of like life gets in the way and then coming back to where he is now. I think that's just such a, like a relatable story that it's not so crazy that people might give themselves the excuse of like, Oh, well I'm that, you know, he got lucky or whatever, you know, give themselves some sort of excuse as to why they can't do it. It's so simple that they'd be like, oh, well, if Scotty, Scotty Shiro can do it, I can do it, you know? So that'll be, I'm excited for that. And I'm super proud of him for our, yeah. for where he's been based on. I mean, Scott, Scott's a great success story, uh, sure off the bat. And of course, you know, there's always progress to be made, but with how far that Scott has come and the things he's been able to overcome so far and the adjustments he's been able to make and stay consistent on, that's the reason why I was so excited to to ask him to to be a part of a our first interview podcast. So mm-hmm. that's coming up. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. Kind of off this brief description because we are looking forward to it, even though we have not recorded it yet. <laughs> that's true. Oh my gosh, got that cat sticking her tail in your mouth. Jeez. I know Luna's yeah. hanging out on my lap. Yeah, and then eventually we'll release that that special Florida episode where Andrew was taking a nice little walk in the sun. Yeah. And you hear the, the local cars drive by 20 <laughs> times <laughs> and you hear, you hear nature chirping in the background. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we haven't got that one coming up. That one's a little more orange theory focused. And then we'll also do the, um, I was thinking about this earlier today, how valuable it'll be. 
is uh, recording an episode about what it was was like for me and is like for you working at Orange Theory because, I mean, maybe some of you guys are curious, but I think maybe after that episode, some of you might think, oh, maybe that could be for me or maybe nah, not so much. So, Yeah, it would, it would, that would be a great episode because we definitely said we wanted to expand on that topic because we have so much to we have so much experience. We have so much to say about it. So we'll, we'll have to do another one of those episodes soon. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we have time, more more time to do it. Yeah. Oh. So Cam, what's going on with work right now? Too much time. Yeah. Okay. So my company stayed open, um, which you know it's one of those things where I've heard of just so many people getting unemployed that you know Abby was kind of wondering why I wasn't upset that we close that we didn't close down. I was like, well. I want to stay grateful because I still have a job and that's becoming more and more rare these days. Right. But after talking about it a little bit longer and talking to HR, um, you know, I should also say this. So for those of you who don't know, Abby is a highly vulnerable person where if she gets it, it could get really bad just cause she has some, um, autoimmune conditions and stuff like that. So she's been hunkered down this whole time. And, uh, and I was like, you know what, it, it's worth looking into, um, this special type of unemployment where if you have a loved one, um, who is highly vulnerable, you can still get unemployment. So I did apply for that and that, and so here's the kicker. You can't keep working once you apply. So I applied last Wednesday night and, um, haven't worked since. And I'll tell you what, man, it's been it's been nice. I have, <laughs> I've loved it, dude, man. We, oh, Andrew, dude, before this um, whole Corona thing, actual working hours, I was probably doing like 50, 58. And then plus the hours we were doing on the house, I was probably getting close to like 75 hours a week and, and no days off zero for, for two months. Um, I was just getting, (laughs) I was just getting burnt out so hard. So having multiple days off in a row, I'm just able to do things that are just enjoyable. Um, and you know, going back to the thing I was saying with about Marvin is figuring out what is my next step. And, you know, for right now it's, I'm looking into some, uh, remote position so that way I can keep working but not being exposed outside because you know Michigan is like the third highest state I think um, so are you furloughed or are you let go from your position I'm still waiting on that I, I don't know because uh, the unemployment offices are so slammed in Michigan right now um, well what what did your company say because furloughed means that they're intending to hire you back and let go is you're just not working with them anymore yeah good question so my I I'm thinking I would be furloughed because my supervisor said when this whole thing is over, I would I would get rehired. Yeah, so you're you're furloughed right now. Yeah, but this is this is the. But you're not sure that you'd want to go back. I, right, I don't want to go back. The job means nothing. <laughs> I also don't know if I'm technically furloughed because the company said if you guys don't feel comfortable. You don't need to come in, but you won't get penalized. You won't get fired. You can just not work. So 
I haven't gotten approved by like the government or Thermatron to receive unemployment, but the guy at HR and my supervisor were like, dude, you're, you're going to get approved because we have like a doctor's note and all that stuff. So um, that doesn't mean I want to take 16, you know, 16 weeks of unemployment. I'll go crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I've just been uh, just applying to places and, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I kind of want to make a switch into something that is just a little bit different. Um, and, you know, it's, I don't know, man. It's one of those weird things like, having a house getting married soon it's like you just start thinking about things like retirement savings health insurance all that stuff then i'm like you know what if i really want to pursue some dream of mine i have more than enough time to do that outside of the regular work schedule if it really means that much to me i can make it happen because if i've been able to work two jobs and put as many hours into this house as I have and still have free time during that part of my life, I, I could make it happen. I know I could. Um, it's like what was a Jim Rohn where it's like earn your wages, earn your fortune. But hey, man, if I can find a way to earn my wages in a way where I'm learning something exciting and I enjoy it and making a decent paycheck, then that's fine for right now. You know, that's whatever so good old jim roan you're tossing out the jim roan reference that's right you're your number one idol that you love he's he's a, a classic he's a classic a lot of good stuff. he he is a tony robbins tony robbins no he's he's like tony robbins dad that, <laughs> hey, we, tony, we, tony robbins worked underneath him we just said the same thing okay well that's what i meant my bad. anyways <laughs> whatever uh Please, everybody, I want to take a moment to help me congratulate Cameron on being Protocol 10 online training company. <laughs> this has been Can't. my interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cam, how's, how's your uh, online training going on right now? Are you still training? Um, no, because I don't really know why. Well, it doesn't help that all the gyms are shut down, but... I don't know, man. For right now, I kind of have hung it up, but I guess I could always be programming people like some bodyweight workouts and stuff like that. But honestly, I just kind of lost track of it. There's so many transitions going on the past month or so um, that it honestly just wasn't a priority and they yeah. weren't, they weren't clients. You had a lot going on. Yeah, they weren't um, clients who were who were paying. I have been keeping in contact with Austin because I mean, well, we are related, <laughs> and uh, giving him some some small tips and stuff. But that is definitely something. Now that I have more time, I would uh, want to get back into doing. And even if they they choose to not do them or to do another sort of app online thing, it is just kind of fun to write the programs and and play around with them and all that stuff. So. I'm sure in the, in the next couple of days I'll uh, I'll get back to it because I, I know for sure that there is a couple of people that would do them, but yeah, just it just wasn't a priority for for a little while there. I know I, I talked about this in the last episode, which is going to come out after this, but uh, it was it was cool to hear a, a reference point, a quote that 
this virus, this pandemic has sent online personal training 10 years into the future. Yeah. And, you know, whether you're talking about individual um, personal trainers like myself with my own company, or if you're talking about Peloton or you're talking about, you know, all these other like, oh like gosh, Pure yeah. Bar, Christine, Christine works with Pure Bar and they had these, um, I don't know if they're still doing them, these awesome at-home workouts that they were streaming online. I mean, even mm-hmm. Orange Theory Fitness, they're doing their own at-home workouts, but it's not a platform that at least I know of that Orange Theory is trying to capitalize on. Whereas all these other companies, you know, or not all of them, but it's a great opportunity for companies like Pure Bar, uh, even Orange Theory, I'd say, um, and all these other companies like Peloton to get their name out, get people involved with their brand, and then capitalize mm-hmm. on it because of a lack of being able to go to a specific gym, right? Yeah, I can't even tell you how many ads I'm now seeing for at-home workout apps that have yeah. not been around. Like, there's a lot of people that are doing it, and uh, yeah, man, it's just yeah, it's something that interests me so much when there's a huge paradigm shift because. What if it changes the way that businesses are ran? Like, why wouldn't hundred percent? Why wouldn't Orange Theory keep up this app that they have going and make it a cheaper membership? They should hundred percent. They should totally do that. This this pandemic, I'm so excited to see what this does to all these different industries, but specifically the one that I absolutely love and am a part of. I can't wait to see what it does to the fitness industry mm-hmm. because. The just being able to to have all these different types of fitnesses exposed to people because there's so many people thinking, wow, running outside, I haven't done this in years and I actually really enjoy this. So maybe they start yeah. incorporating that more into their routine and that changes their full on, you know, go to the gym routine that they normally have been doing for eight years or something mm-hmm. like that. Or maybe they, you know, somebody stumbles onto a pure bar class and they're like, wow, this is really fun. I'm going to start adding this into my routine once things are open back up yeah like right now is the perfect opportunity for new things and for different things to be involved with to get involved yeah no absolutely yeah and i think if man if you can work out during quarantine you could you can work out once all this crap is over like yeah mm-hmm. there's the commute barrier but man you can make it happen during this you can make it happen after for sure yeah it'll be what do you what are you currently what are you currently doing to stay on top of things how's your how's your intake going for because i'd say for myself and for everybody else listening probably one of the hardest things that we have to deal with right now is making sure that we're not over consuming because mm-hmm. of our decreased activity level for yeah. most people i'd say i'd i'd probably give a pretty good argument our activity level our activity levels have decreased to a sizable amount as compared to what we're used to. I know I'm kind of an extreme case and every personal trainer is an extreme case because we're on our feet running around and I'm sure, you know, teachers and, and uh, medical professionals are similar where they're always moving, running around. Mm -hmm. But across the board, I'd say everybody has hit a major decrease. If your activity level has not gone down, there's a huge issue. (laughs) (laughs) It it better. The, pa- the pandemic right is is a smaller issue that we have to deal with right now. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So what I'm doing is if your activity level is improving because of the pandemic, then way to take it, way to take advantage. So the <laughs> the fasting protocol that I'm doing right now is 
helping out a ton. Um, it, it's just making it a little bit more flexible for dieting. So what I'll do is, um, so today, for example, it's almost five o'clock. I'll probably stop eating today at about six and then I won't eat again until tomorrow at six o'clock. So there's going to be that 24 hour fasted window. And then Wednesday at six, I'll be able to eat again until six o'clock on Thursday. And then the weekends I can eat. It's whatever. Um, and now the, now the trick with this is on even the days that I'm mostly fasted, I'm, I still, I try to be a little bit more active. Um, for sure, not less active at all. Um, yeah, that's really the main thing. And then just sticking, trying to be as mindful as I can of eating whole foods and high protein and not stress eating carbs. I'm not, at this point, I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, strictly counting calories and macros. I'm just going to, you know, on my plate, I want it to be mostly protein, some carbs. I can have as many veggies as I want. That's kind of what I'm going for right now. And that's what feels like the most doable over the long term for me. And then mixing with the fasting and the band workouts, um, it, it seems to be working pretty well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? What are you doing? Are you tracking or are you doing flexible dieting? Or? When, when we were in Florida, I ate so much shit. <laughs> like we would eat out like almost every single day, at least once. Mm-hmm. We'd uh, order something because you get in that vacation mindset. Um, and I also wasn't really cooking too much because, you know, we were all cooking together, everybody that was there. Um, but the, the, the issue is I, I, I can't tell if I put on weight or not. I probably have put on a little bit of weight. I, I don't feel extremely heavy or bloated. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty similar to where I was prior to uh, the pandemic. I definitely have lost some uh, size and some some muscle strength, I'm sure, yeah. because activity level has been lower. Uh, and I, I just can't train normally. And we really only did cardio um, while we were down in Florida. Right. But really what I'm trying to do right now is limit the intake to guesstimate a reasonable income for myself based off my activity level. And I gauge that because I know what my metabolic rate should be on a normal day, uh, not including my activity and what I'm adding into my routine. So when I do things like go for runs or do a little something something like the push-ups, I'm tracking it through my watch and heart rate monitors and watches are are fairly accurate. They're not the most accurate piece of equipment, but mm-hmm. for what's out for technology right now, it can help you out quite a bit and be a great tool. So I've always, I mean, for the last few years, since 2017, I've been using one of these uh, consistently to see where my activity level's at, where my calorie burn might be at. And it helps me to kind of guesstimate with plus my activity level where I should probably be for the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a good job at creating a, a deficit when I need one, at least by a little bit and removing the de- deficit when, you know, I want to eat more or I want to snack yeah. or this or that. But I'm, I'm just, my main objective here for myself is to improve cardio activity so I can kick Cam's butt this year when uh, the Spartan races <laughs> finally open up. And <laughs> if they do, 
I want to, I want to get, I want to improve my total cardio capacity. And I have seen that quite a bit. Um, because I'm trying to adapt my goals to what's convenient for me right now. Mm-hmm. If I want to lift weights, I can still do that in a garage gym, you know, at my parents' house, but it's not going to be convenient and it's not going to be a full routine. You know, I can right. slap on some weights and do some deadlifts, which I have been doing prior to the Florida trip. It's just not going to be exactly what I need right now. I have yeah. been looking into investing in some equipment, but we'll see. It's yeah. just too pricey right now. I know they're trying to drop some prices to encourage more people to invest before this is over. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, th- it's been very beneficial to adapt my training program and my goals to things that I know that I wanted to work on. I just haven't had the priority to do so. Yeah. But having time to do stuff and to to like do things that you like to do, it feels so good. Yeah. I have not because both of us, you were working probably more than me, even though it pains me to say that <laughs> before, <laughs> before the, the, the pandemic. Yeah. But I was, I was, li- I was just before it happened. I was like, man, I really need some type of break because I was getting two days off a month and it was just consistent, oh, constant work, something, at least a little bit of something every single day on top of, you know, doing the, the online training on my own that I had to mm-hmm. kind of fill in for my time slots throughout the week and trying to build you know, the company and to have time to just kind of sit back and relax a little bit and do the things that I really enjoy and, and focus on online training and, and reading a book. Like that's, that's <laughs> insane. It's been so good to do so. Yeah. So it's in a lot of ways, guys, I know this pandemic has been crazy for fitness. It's been crazy for routine. There's a lot of positives to something like this um, for those of us who get to slow down a little bit, especially if we feel like life has been crazy enough. Oh, dude. And in like on social media and I feel like especially just, I don't know if this is like an American thing, but there's just this mentality of, you know, just grind, 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 never stop working, all that stuff. But that might feel cool for a bit, but when you actually get a chance to kind of slow down and, I don't know, man. Again, just do things that you want to do. Excuse me. You realize that there might be a better way of doing things where, yeah, there is a time to work, but there's also a time where you need to rest and almost um, just not be productive. That not being productive does not mean it's a waste of time. It's when you're trying to be productive and you you should be productive and you're not. That's when you're wasting your time. But if you need to take, did you see that? Did dude, you what? see that meme the other day? No. What? <laughs> there's there's a meme going around that uh, it's a what? tweet that it says um, it says guys this is a this is a global pandemic this is not a productivity contest. <laughs> oh, I I did see that one. I did see that one. Yeah, that's so true. It's like yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. God. And, and then do you need to flaunt it on social media how productive you're being? Like, okay, quit being an asshole. Just. Just do if do it if you're gonna do it. You don't need to gloat about it. Just like just like you were saying earlier, like do it for yourself. Don't you don't need to post about it all the time. Like it's okay to post about things, right? Yeah. But take pride and make it about you for you. Yeah, seriously. That that's what it's all about. And that's what really matters. Like no one no one's gonna be impressed. You'll probably just make them feel bad about themselves and and then it's like no one wins. I don't know. Sometimes when you see activity, though, other people doing things it inspires you to go get That's stuff true. done. That's true. It can. It can. It can have that effect quite often. Yeah. Guys, I would say if you're struggling with fitness right now, this is kind of what I've 
been doing with my team uh, through through online training. Adjust, figure out what are some things, and this is what I've done for myself that I kind of just briefly touched on. Figure out what could be some benefits for for training purposes right now and adjust your mindset and your goals to what is available and what we can do right now. Uh, and that's going to help out so much mentally. It's going to help your your consistency and you're going to see progress in different ways. Um, shout out to one of my team members, Sarah. She is a super heavy lifter. She's a beast mm-hmm. and she is she's just a, a major athlete. She just recently joined a few weeks ago for, to the team. And we had talked about this actually in, in um, our, our first FaceTime call, uh, talking about the idea of, you know, this is what I'm used to. It's so hard for me not to, to lift heavy because that's what I've, I've been doing. I've seen a lot of great progress because of that. And I said, yeah, you know, it sucks that we're not able to do that, but let's create some specific goals and challenges for ourselves right now so we can continue to see progress, even though we can't go to the gym and bang out, you know, heavy sets of squats, right? Right. And it's been, uh, it seems to me, and, and from following along with what's going on with her, there's been a lot of great workouts that she's been able to accomplish by, you know, working on things like sprint cardios, which is I, I've been doing with just about everybody. Some version of high intensity sprinting cardio efforts, not enough to where your body's like, whoa, let's ditch all of our muscle because we don't need this stuff because now we're a marathon runner, but yeah. enough to, to really make it tough. Oh man this one workout that I have circulating for some people, um, I programmed uphill jumps, walk down and then <laughs> sprint up the hill. Oh, it's, it's like the most, it's so simple. And it's one of the most diabolical quarantine workouts that I've created for people. It's Dude, so simple. That, that sounds like it sucks. You're literally jump squatting. And in the description, I said, do not pick a small hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things where it's like, I wish I lived in Oklahoma where it's completely flat if I had to do that, like where the hill is like this. Yeah. No, it's been cool. But but something like that, that's so different. And it's cool to be able to challenge yourself and take the opportunity to challenge yourself when you don't have a normal situation. Yeah. And that you can create a positive you know, outlook um, during something like this. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. That's like you can still find success and victories, but – you can't have the same goal. Like Sarah can't say, Hey, I want to squat 300 pounds by the end of this quarantine. It's like, sorry, Sarah. Like, (laughs) don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's like, I want to be more explosive and I want to be quicker. Yeah. You can make that happen. So yeah. yeah. Enough said. That's a, that's a great point. Guys. I'm so excited for this, this podcast with Scott coming up. I thought you were going to say pandemic. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm also very excited for, the podcast that we pre-recorded that we're going to release next. <laughs> Me too. That makes two of us. But yeah. Um, if you have any questions about any of the stuff that we said, feel free to shout out to us guys. Um, you can actually, let's do an email plug. I don't think we've done that in a long time. You can reach cam at oh, cam, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> cam at p10nation.com, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He, ch- he checks that one regularly. Or you can do uh you can do Cameron.Hewitt at yahoo.com. That is a uh, email I have not used since seventh grade. You can send, just kidding. So probably probably use the cam at p10nation.com. That one, that one you're more likely. You're a little bit more likely. <laughs> and then you can reach me, uh, Andy, A-N-D-Y, at p10nation.com. Whoa, 
Andy? I know. I screwed up Andrew, so I had to recreate a new one. I went to be Andrew. But it's Andy, A-N-D-Y, P10Nation.com. And uh, if you have any questions or you want to give us a shout out or some info about the podcast, give us some feedback. You can also give us a review. We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah. If you liked our one episode a month schedule, if you love, Let us know. <laughs> if you love this stuff. Now, if you got something out of this episode, feel free to leave us a review. It helps us out. It kind of brings us back from the dead, too, on um, people's searches through all those different platforms that we are hosted on. So. Yeah. Give us some love. And uh, if you continue to want some free P10 merch, I am tossing out some stuff. All you got to do is give me a shout for the time being until the end of the month. I'm going to toss out some t-shirts. Cool. That's about it. That's about Good it. Stuff. Focus hats. Focus hats. Dead and buried. Never coming back. Oh, come on. I found no. mine the other day. Did you really? Yeah. No, yeah. that project, It's it's been tabled, but it'll come back. It will eventually. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right, friends. We're wrap That's about this it. One up. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it. We're out. See ya.